So the places like Madame Tussauds, if somehow Elton John came to life and then murdered you with a piano. Jamie? Yeah. Let's go watch Wax Work. another episode of Good Times, Great Movies, where we talk about movies from the 80s. I am here. I am half of this podcasting team. I, Jay Lorello, am here with a DP McCainbridge. Have you ever been to a wax museum? Oh, what a question, because I was going to ask you the same thing. Oh. Um, well, I've done the, what's that, Madame Tussauds thing, where you look oh. at wax figures of famous people, yeah, which yeah. wasn't that great. I mean... Mm -hmm. I don't know. And, and it's weird because I think the whole point of that is that you walk over and you like take your picture and you pretend you're there with Paris Hilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember my wife and I did that and it was weird to watch people that didn't do that. People that just looked at them and then kept walking because I was like, I thought the whole purpose was to like pretend that you're with them. You know, yeah, there's an empty bike next to Lance Armstrong. Aren't you supposed to sit on that and take a picture? <laughs> Are you supposed to maybe enjoy the artwork that is waxwork? Right. Yeah, the artistry <laughs> that is making wax figures that look vaguely like celebrity. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like it's... just shiny celebrity. Yeah. Just really shiny and, and flammable, yeah. I guess. No. Right. But other like than wax. that, yeah. I can, <laughs> I assume, <laughs> I don't think wax is flammable. If that was the, the case, wick. The you wick would needs need a to wick. Be in right. It. Okay. Um, the only other wax experience I have is when I was a kid, my parents took my sister and I uh, to the Canadian right. side of Niagara Falls. Well, I remember like it was a, a street of shops and, and things like that and attractions. Cute. And I still remember my parents said to my sister and I, you can do one thing. Like you can pick one thing to do. Very generous. So, yeah. <laughs> Very generous. <laughs> Very generous. Yep. <laughs> one each. We didn't have to decide on one together. Exactly. <laughs> and my sister and my mom, I don't know what they did, but I remember there was a wax museum. And they had a big wax mm. figure of like Dracula out front. Ah. And I was like, I want to do this. I yeah. can't tell you what was inside. I don't remember. You remember none Not of the other figurines. Not that I'm not obligated to tell you what this <laughs> I just can't remember, but I know I was really excited to go in there. So wait, this was your choice for the trip? Was the uh -huh. Wax Museum? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I had... Mean, I was young. I didn't know what I was doing, I guess. I, I don't know what other options there were, but it seemed interesting <laughs> to me. I understood, understood. When in Canada, you know... <laughs> Yep, you're right. Uh, what about you? Anything? I, you got anything with the wax? Um, I I don't think. I mean, I guess I've seen certain displays that maybe were at. Uh, I feel like there was one at a hotel I was at once. 
but I, I never went to a museum, a wax museum, and, oh. and observed. It's not my thing because I do think that the stars look kind of creepy in their waxy yeah. ways. Um, I don't think. Maybe I. You know what? That's not true. I have gone to the one in, in like with my family. But it's not remarkable. The so. one with your family. What is I wasn't there's, there. There's a wax museum <laughs> of my entire family. <laughs> dating back from um the eighteen hundreds and we're all that's just very personal. Yeah. I mean yeah, that's, it's beautiful if you if you I'm ever get surprised to see I it. haven't heard that till now, really. It's 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 magical. Now let me yeah. ask you a question. Do you get to choose the age in which your wax figure is created like sadly no sadly oh, no so it's just at death so they're just <laughs> old wax figures no it's like a or har- someone else chooses for you <laughs> they're like i'm making you a fine uh, sorry your wax guy is italian <laughs> i'm yeah, making you a I fine like- wax baby you're gonna be the cutest of waxy baby <laughs> wait until the people see you <laughs> I don't know why I made your wax guy Italian. He's a grease ball and he's making sure. all these waxy grease balls. I'm not no. sure if that's racist or not, but that's that's what I thought. <laughs> I thought a guy in a big Chef Boyardee hat was <laughs> just making wax figures. And it's basically all of us in a bunch of Chef Boyardee hats. That's what it is. We're just throwing a bunch of garlic breads and spaghettis at each other. <laughs> And you are through, and the music is just ba da 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 da. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. No, what did you go to with oh, your family? Um, it was one of those famous people ones. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in oh. L.A. when my family came to visit me. I th- I'm going to call it the Hollywood Wax Museum. <laughs> uh, yeah, right, that sounds okay. about right. I'm sure there is some seedy, gross place called the Hollywood Wax. Well, there Museum. is a re- legit, like it's off of a yeah, it's off of Hollywood Boulevard or whatever. But and I went there when my family first came to visit my mom and, and siblings because it was like something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, First of all, we, it wasn't because we crossed the border or anything. Like oh, a okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay, Canada, wax museums. <laughs> the wax museums, as far as the eye can see. Yeah, I guess. I guess the bottom line is, I was, I was not unimpressed, not into it. I guess, no. and and until this movie, didn't realize what a true <clears throat> creative art form it is. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, if listen, if I went to a wax museum and it was just a bunch of people standing still, I think I would have really enjoyed it. Like, that is performance art to the yeah, next it is. level. It is. It is. And if I had been cre- cre- uh, creeped out. <laughs> it's like my mouth wants me to say one thing and my brain wants to say another. I don't know how this whole thing is going to go. Your brain is already halfway through this movie. <laughs> yeah. And then they're an attic for a really long time for no reason. Yeah. Looking through files and and old newspaper articles. Yeah, what was that? No, I was going to talk about the little guy. The little... Uh... Hey, that little guy just recently died, which I was shocked by. Wow. Like within the past two years. Because I didn't think they lived very long. You know what I like about this? <laughs> a lot of people, and I see our numbers, so I know this. A lot of people just tune in for the horror episodes, and they are oh. all turning this off right now. 
If they haven't already turned They're off, like, like what the weirdest. hell is this yeah. nonsense? What are we talking about? Family vacations? What are we doing on this show? What is this podcast about? I almost unsubscribed when he started yelling about Italians, but now the little people thing, that's too much. No, but he wasn't just a – he was tiny. He, he was, was like a midget tiny. dwarf. Like he was two like, feet something. Yeah. He was a munchkin. He was a and he was guy. fantastic in this movie. So fun, so fun. Did you know that he was Alf? I didn't know until I looked it up today. But that's yeah. great. <laughs> I know. I don't think he's always Alf, though. He was Is only. He, always- he was only. Well, Alf was kind of like a puppet, like basically a guy's <laughs> hand up there. He was Alf when Alf would run, like when you'd see Alf oh, running. Oh. And that's, like, I even remember as a kid watching that going, that looks so weird and and odd that Alf would run like that kind of slowly. And it makes sense now. Yeah. 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 Adorable. Oh, so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Maybe we should talk about the movie that we're here to talk about. Let's get in it, right? Yes. The movie is Wax Work, right? Not Works. That's right. Nope. No, even though they refer to it as a waxworks throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. And the building is just named. It's not Mr. I don't know, Mr. Handy's Waxworks. You mean the suburban home that is turned yeah, into the suburban a brick waxworks. home? I didn't know too if they were in a high school or a college town or what at first. I guess they all are all just high schoolers. I- Oh, I thought they were in college. Yeah, no, no. Because his mom at the beginning, his mom, the craziest character in this movie, says, won't you be late for colleging or whatever she's she's talking to him from behind the plant, too, picking. This movie is so disjointed and the characters are so unlikable. It is shocking that this was made sometimes. Like the fact that he is super not even preppy. He's like super uncomfortably wealthy. Right. Yeah. And how his butler has to give him a cigarette and How weird is that? How weird is that? So, 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 and who is, what's the actor's name? He's the guy from Gremlins. I wrote Gremlins guy. It's it's Zach Galligan from Gremlins. Yes. Right. And this is a who's who of past movies we've covered. I noted that. It was like playing a ping, ping. What is that face from? It's, oh, it's the slut from Blame It on Rio. Oh, all right. Blame It on Rio, the mm-hmm. girl from... Uh, Valley Girl, the Valley Girl girl. The mm-hmm. guy who runs the wax museum was the bad guy from Tron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Splish, splashing all over. I know, it's like a walk down cast memory lane. And I'm going to make a bold statement right now. Go for it. A bold statement. Italicize it. I have to say that the mm. girl from Blame It on Rio... Between Rio and this, probably took some acting lessons because I think she is giving the best performance. Uh, she in this was, entire she was movie. much improved. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's got a crazy scene too—the crucifix scene with the yes. vampires—and she gets into a crazy waxwork adventure. Let's dig in. Let's dig. <clears throat> I mean, we already have, but let's finish our full complete. It's waxwork from 1988, uh, directed by somebody named Anthony Hickox, who didn't. He does a lot of, or did a lot of well-known horror movies early on. Doesn't do much mm. of note now, but he still is a working director. He's a writer, too. Didn't he write the movie? Oh, this movie? Yeah. Uh, who knows? I don't know. I didn't pay attention to that. I think it was that. him. I think it was him. This movie writes itself. Yeah. <laughs> so we are introduced to our 
protagonist. Oh, wait, first, very quickly, um, over some swing music, we see a guy's head shoved in a fire. Yes, we see a man killed, <laughs> an arson takes place, shoved into a fireplace, and um, then we see a couple of his... A bunch of stuff, a bunch of, like, what looks like jewelry is yeah, stolen. stolen. Mm-hmm. Pendants and, and, and whatnot. Memorabilia, kind of looks like, right? Right, or yeah, remember, a bunch of baseball cards. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like a bunch- in a glass case. And yes, like- exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then we're introduced to our main character arguing with his mother about milk and coffee. Very weird discussion. Very strange relationship over a big long table where there's a ornate plant in the middle and they're talking around the plant. And she's just as strange as the, uh, was it that crazy aunt in some, not quite as strange, in Sleepaway Camp. You know the crazy aunt that's like just there in the beginning and is hey, like, blah, blah, let's blah. let's not say things we're going to regret because no one will ever be as strange as that woman. There is Agreed. No, I agree. You can watch John Waters films top to bottom, beginning to end, and never see anything as ridiculous as that woman in that movie. She was she was highly entertained. But the mother's crazy in this because yeah. Zach Galligan looks like he's in his late twenties in this movie, and he's sure. like, "Mother, why can't I have coffee? Or when will I be allowed to have coffee?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like. When you are a grown boy, or I don't even know what her response is, but it makes no sense. None, none. And then he goes out, he goes, gets ready for his day, and his butler serves him a cigarette. Uh-huh. My nicotine. Your nicotine, sir. Your caffeine. Gives him a cup of coffee, or we think it's coffee. I don't know. He spits it out like it's not, so maybe he doesn't really. But that's a weird, because what does that lead us to believe? That he's just, like, I don't, I don't know, know what I'm supposed to do with that information. Do you know what I mean? He could have been a. I don't know why they gave him that background. No idea. Except for that later. Well, I guess because he's like he didn't have to be the super wealthy guy, did he? Even though his was it his grandfather that I, I, I knew the waxwork I, man I, that never his aged. grandfather was the guy with his head set on fire at the beginning <laughs> of the movie. Yeah, that's his grandfather, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, <laughs> I knew he the wasn't the waxwork guy. Referred to him guy. as a guy who knew the waxwork guy. No, like they were no. all chums. No, so, but let's not yeah, give that I, away yet, huh? I let's think they're all just a bunch of snobbish rich kids who are normally the villains in movies. Like, they're not right. usually the protagonists. So he goes to school. He, he goes yeah. to college. But immediately then we cut to two girls, yeah. one in one in all white and one in all black. <laughs> Head to toe, like literally like a white hat on a Mm -hmm. white dress with white shoes. Yeah, and the other one looks like a ninja. She's all in black. She looks just like a ninja. She's dressed a little bit like Olivia Newton-John at the end of Grease. she's a provocative ninja. We'll say that, yeah. Yes. And they're just talking, whatever, Mm -hmm. I don't know, about boys or something. I don't. I don't know. I this is a movie where I wrote down little to no dialogue. I did write some some one liners down that we have here, but I think they're basically talking about she China is the girl oh, in white, God, yeah. right? No, no, China or the girl, the girl in black, black yes. the girl in black, and Sarah <laughs> is the girl in white, uh-huh. and China is a, a bit of a a floozy, we'll say. Um, but she's kind of dating Mark. Is his name? Is the Gremlins guy? <laughs> Mark is the guy from Gremlins who I guess she's dating. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was dating, but now she's more into this 
other guy and she's, she's into the football guy yeah because you know mark doesn't really give her what she needs and she needs a little more um maturity i guess that's basically what they're discussing it okay anything, all right but, i mean yeah. i don't know if she's getting that with the football guy either but no maybe maybe okay. right. he seems a bit more grounded he seems a bit more down to earth than mark who's lives in a mansion with his strange mother and has right. a butler yes <laughs> that's a bit bizarre <laughs> So these girls stop outside of a mansion and basically go, hey, I didn't know there was a waxworks here. Yep. <laughs> and immediately, David Warner, dressed as a clown, apparently. Just appears. And invites them in. Mm-hmm. But they have to go to college. Right. They've got classes. They have to be responsible, right? Um, they, uh, they're interested in the waxwork. Oh, they, get, they, they can't wait. Yeah, it's exciting stuff in this town. And guess what? There happens to be a show, a show tonight for only six of your friends. Now, am I right to say that our China does a little like flirting with the waxwork guy in a weird kind of way, right? Because she's just that way. She seems to be into him, too. It's not Mm -hmm. just flirting. Like, she seems to be into this elderly gentleman dressed in purple and orange (laughs) and green. (laughs) And it doesn't matter what's what. Imagine any of those, any clothing with that color. It's insane. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he's standing outside again. Of yeah. a- right. And he literally does say something like, it's a small party. Don't bring mm-hmm. more than six or bring at least six or something no, like that. they need exactly six. <laughs> Because that's part of of the numbers game that we learn about at the end. But, yeah, he requests she bring six friends. At midnight, um, by the way, which will come up later when people are calling each other's homes. And I'm like, what is it, 3 a.m.? They're just calling (laughs) homes? The parents are answering. They're like, nope, he's not home yet. I'm like, what? (laughs) It's the middle of the night. No, I thought by the time they get out of there, though, it's got to be day. Because they all – I don't know how long it takes them to walk around these displays, but – how about I that wouldn't cop, imagine too? six hours. <laughs> there aren't that many Time displays. gets sucked away from you. Well, sure, if you go into a display. Right. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Zach Galligan is late for, I think it's Nazi class. I'm not sure what the class <laughs> is. There's a big swastika flag. That's right. instructor has a German accent. <laughs> and all he's talking about is... Um, I was going to say Hitler. And, um... <laughs> yeah, it's Nazi class, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. You know how you can just go to school and take Nazi class? Because that's what you want to learn about, right? right. Evil leaders. Yeah. Apparently, um, everybody, all of his friends have signed up so... for this class, too. <laughs> yeah, they're all, they're all in it, right? Um, but in the middle of Nazi class, that's the perfect time to just yell at your girlfriend for seeing another dude, right? Sure. Doesn't he kind of... Yep. Well, he, yeah, and this is how he gets in trouble, and he needs to write a 20-page essay no, and then a that. separate 40-page essay yeah. <laughs> overnight. It's due the next day as though college classes run every single day as right? opposed to every other day. But it, it, we don't need to get into that. All we see is Nazi class in this movie anyway. <laughs> I do like later on when his maid, I guess it's his Mexican maid, writes the I kind of really enjoyed that. Like She's like, I'm no good at the English. And her speech is like, bad people. Yeah. This movie is classified as a 
horror slash comedy. And oh, yeah. That was the most comedic moment of the entire movie was watching this made. Because I was like, thank God she's here because I am not laughing. <laughs> oh. So, it, like, and then after class, they all sit on the bleachers. This is when we yep. find out that China is sort of seeing the football quarterback or, or whatever. And I hate these movie tropes where you have a group of friends who don't seem to like one another. Like, none of these people seem to yeah. like... I think no. some of them actively hate each other, yet they're <laughs> always hanging out. Well, there's the other couple, too. So there's the... Who is... Well, we don't really get to know him that well. Sarah's boyfriend, I guess. I don't think he's Sarah's boyfriend. Are you talking about the the werewolf? Yes. <laughs> okay, yes. The werewolf. Do you know who the werewolf is? No. Oh, he's he was in Twin Peaks. Oh, and, and he's in he's in the new Twin Peaks, and Jamie he is a silver fox now. Oh, like he is, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. I mean, he's pretty. He's a pretty cutie patootie until he turns into a crazy. Until wolf. he has that wig on. Until he goes through. I didn't understand that. I, like, <laughs> I didn't understand. I was like, why does he have a wig? Why do you have to change his hair? <laughs> terrible misplaced awful like it looks like some kid was like it, i thought he was a raccoon on his head <laughs> part of his head because he's outside ridiculous. a cabin i was like is he supposed to be like daniel and Boone? he even like holds out his stringy hair and he's like what yeah. is, what happened here so during this time and and you're right then there's another couple just a random couple just some doofy guy and his girlfriend yeah. mm-hmm. they all decide so there's six of them of course right. They all decide to go to this private party, and they yeah. dress to the nines for this oh, party, yeah. too. It's a midnight gallery showing. It's a gallery party, right, is what they're Yeah, the girls, I guess, to seem to convince everybody else that this is a big deal because nobody else was invited to this. No, yeah. And the girls invite them to a midnight waxwork opening gala or mm. something. Mm. Um, oh, I guess they're fighting when they're on the bleachers again. He's, mm-hmm. he's um, Mark is jealous of China. Where'd she get that name? Of China's um, relationship. And she says, can a girl get laid without being burnt at the stake? I do what I want when I want. Dig Ooh, that's, it or fuck off. That's pretty mm-hmm. good. That's yeah. later when they're all drinking. They're like having a pre-party. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Cause she's I had guess a little it's bit. his house, but everything is like this decadent, elegant furniture. And then yeah, there's yeah. just a neon sign that says beer on the yeah. wall. Machitos. <laughs> no, that right. they're used. Yeah. But after their pre-party, they all head down the, the street, the suburban street, to this wax museum. And they're all so scared. Why are they so scared? Well, I think once they get into his yard, now it's a spooky. I mean, remember, too. When the girls met him, he appeared, and they oh, realized and that disappear. he just appeared. Yeah. And when they left, he disappeared kind of into thin air in his yard. So he's kind of a mysterious guy, and it's still dark yeah, and I, spooky, I guess. I guess, but they're so – it's they're like very scared, they're yeah. all shaggy yeah. from a I was going to say, they're like Scooby-Doo <laughs> shaking, yeah, with like, ooh, yikes. At yeah. one point – yeah, at one point, like, Zach Galligan goes up to the front door and turns around, and none of them have moved from just past the gate to walk right. into the yard. Right. Like, we know we're watching a horror movie. We do. They don't know they're in one, and this doesn't seem scary. 
<laughs> the the two non characters right now, the the couple that just kind of uh, yeah. isn't important until way They're later not in this feeling movie. It. Right. They they want nothing to do with this. The girl leaves, and so the guy leaves with her. So there's right. only the four of them. Yep. There is China. There is Sarah. There is Bobby Briggs from Twin Peaks, and then there's <laughs> uh, the guy from Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Mark, I think. So the, character right, name. Mark. Sorry, I don't know Bobby Briggs' character's name. I'll call him Wolfman. Let's call him. I Wolf. don't know either. <laughs> Sounds great. So the door is answered by this very tiny two foot five inch man Mm -hmm. who invites Mm -hmm. them in he's dressed in a little tux too it's adorable Mm -hmm. yeah super cute and he takes them into like a waiting area i guess we don't see david warner through this entire Mm -mm. it's like he showed up onto the set for a day and a half and he's like we're doing all my scenes today yeah i got other things to do because during most of the excitement, he is nowhere to be seen. Even no, yeah. he's like the super villain. He's the guy, yeah. The he's movie. the wax worker, yeah. But no, our, our little man offers drinks, right? Right, and that's when a super tall man enters. But I guess early because then the little guy yells at him and calls him an idiot. <laughs> Which is awesome and kicks him. And yep. then he's, he's so sad that tall man later on, he has a breakdown too. And he's sobbing. After he kills that cop. <laughs> I love that scene. That cop might be my favorite character. The one that's just in the car for most of oh, the way. <laughs> and then he puts on his black sunglasses and goes in like this. And he's immediately killed. The other cop I love too. And I love how he's so into Egyptian stuff. I love um, how for about three and a half minutes this turns into a police procedural. Yeah. Where the cop's like, you better be right about this, man. I'm putting my ass on the line for you. <laughs> like, this is just a kid that showed up. The cops are so intense, too, and all clues are all, yeah, all clues are leading to this is something to investigate. And he's like, I don't know. You stay right here. Don't he come walking so, with me. He seems so angry and frustrated mad, mad all detective. the time. Mm-hmm. It's a tough town to, to be in charge of, I guess. I, I guess. It's, it seemed very pleasant until this waxworks opened. Exactly. So the doors open, double doors open to the wax museum. Yeah. And the kids notice that nobody else is there for this opening, which they think is strange. But, hey, let's just go right in. What about when they do, though? They they, the doors swing open Mm -hmm. and it's kind of the spooky uh, kind of murder in the woods display is what it looks like. Right. And what about there's they're all like looking at each other and looking at each other. Oh, yeah. There are moments in this movie that just continue on and on. They're just no so reason. silly, yeah. And I'm just like, this seems lazy. It just seems like they're trying to pad at this point. It's I before we get into the wax museum and what they do, I have to tell you oh, the yeah. most the creepiest display to me was the one of the guy who had the gas nozzle, like he was gonna shove it down this woman's throat. Oh. Did you see that one? They all were kind of a blur to me. It's a guy yeah. wrapped up like he's the invisible man. He was all wrapped yeah. up. And there's a yeah. woman and they're dressed like the 1920s. And mm-hmm. she's sitting on the ground by the car and he's got like a gas hose in, in her, her mouth? mouth. Yes. Oh. That was very creepy and disturbing. But. Well, they were all pretty. It was like a 
when they walk in, they do sort of a little um, montage of some of right. the displays, right? And you can see the people weird... barely moving, just like slightly. Yeah, everyone was clearly alive. There was really no wax involved. You could see. They did not have creating wax dummies in the budget of this movie. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I was amazed that they just didn't have still shots of these people. Like, <laughs> nope. There was nobody them... else in the scene and just a guy like kind of swaying slightly side yeah. to side. Yeah, yeah, you could see the sway. You could see the sway. And then there were all these like demonic looking creatures like tossed in there too, right? Yeah, some like, stuff made sense. And, right, like yeah. some stuff was like horror movie stuff, but then other mm-hmm. things were just gross, weird monsters creatures. that I'd never yeah. heard of or yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, whatever you do, when you walk into a wax museum, be a cop, our friend Wolfman, you want to have a smoke. You want to have a cigarette. Something about being around all that wax makes you crave the nicotine. through this entire movie. He's not (laughs) in it that long, but he's smoking every second. He he puts out a cigarette and immediately lights another one. Mm -hmm. At one point on the bleachers, he's like, that's it, guys. I'm never drinking again. <laughs> and it's literally to set up a really ridiculous joke later. <laughs> later, yeah. So this character who we don't know his name, uh, but Mm-mm. he was in Twin Peaks. Yeah. He's He has a Zippo, I guess, and opens it up and goes to light it and it flies out of his hand. Just poof. And it's weird to watch. He's like looking uh, as mm-hmm. though he lost this gigantic Zippo <laughs> and doesn't know where it is. But I... <laughs> think he's looking around to make sure he could cross the velvet rope <laughs> to get yeah, into the, the, the coveted velvet rope yeah right no i think he's just looking for the lighter and then all of a sudden and looking in a very bizarre way oh it's so strange because i was like he just he dropped a huge zipper right like it wasn't like a match no and it happened so quickly that you're like what did you what did just happen okay but then he he tells himself it's okay to cross the rope to get right. said lighter yeah and when he does as we soon find out when you cross <laughs> the red rope you kind of cross over you travel to... into a different mm-hmm. place i guess yeah. it is you travel into a real world an alternative reality yes that is represented by that display sure mm-hmm. right. and you're in it now yes and for some reason the certain displays are calling to each person for this particular guy's reason it was more because he lost his lighter <laughs> right. um but he's he's called into it and and he's in the, kind of the deep, dark woods, and there's sort of this cabin in front of him, right? And he's like, oh, he's he's very comical at first about his whole trip in. He's like, okay, guys, what's going on here? He's constantly talking to, like, um, the hypnotist. He says that he thinks they were hypnotized. And the best thing point. is, that's what he decides. Like, that's what he lands on is hypnosis. Yeah. Because at first he goes, all right. Who slipped in my who slipped acid in my drink again? China. <laughs> and then he goes, Wait, I gave up drinking. I'm like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. So That's that dismisses the acid, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Also, I love the fact that he does acid and travels to parallel universes. <laughs> That's the effect it has on him. He determines that he's hypnotized. Yep. Um, and then but he's going to he, go for it. He'll, yeah. he'll, he he'll needs engage. to go to this cabin. Yeah. He walks in 
and John Reese Davies mm-hmm. is freaking out and sweating and spitting. He's having a hard time. It is gross. <laughs> and and he's warning that bad things are going to happen. Bad and he even says something way. like, "Oh, your dad told you to come look out for yeah, me." Yeah, yeah. And, uh-huh. and he's like, "Hey, buddy, you got the wrong guy. Right? How about I just get us some wood? We'll start a fire. We'll hang yeah. out." <laughs> We'll tell each other stories. Right. It'll be fine. Yeah. And uh yeah, yeah. And he does. He goes out to get the to get the firewood and is like, You just sit tight, buddy, I'll be right back. <laughs> and he's yelling still at the hypnotist, like, What do you gotta leave? Why couldn't you give me a hot girl or something? You had to leave me with this freaky guy and now I gotta build a fire. What the what do you got to do this for me, hypnotist? I can't have a cool yeah. session. Yeah. The right? fact that he is talking to a hypnotist when yeah. he was just at a wax museum. <laughs> and there was no, there was a midget and a tall guy. Yeah. That's all they This seen. is very peculiar. I mean, yep. there's a chance he could be hypnotized at the drop of a hat and this has happened yeah. before, I guess. But he makes no bones about it. He, this is yeah. what's happening. He's hypnotized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he gets the wood, goes back inside and John Reese Davies turns into a werewolf. Yeah, full on. Well, it is a full moon. You see the moon coming, shining through. Yes. Yep. And now when he walks in, when our little wolf boy, <clears throat> who is not quite a wolf boy, no. walks in, he gets chased around the cabin. <laughs> he gets chased by a movie camera. By like an... <laughs> yeah. Uh, crawling off a table, running into corners. Mm-hmm. He has a ladle. He's swinging a ladle. Oh yeah, he does. <laughs> and and he finally like fights the werewolf a little bit. Does he get oh, clawed right. or bit on the arm? Something bit. happens. I think he okay. Gets bit on the and arm. then the door busts open, and two guys run in. One old guy, one young guy, and the old guy has a big gun. And you see him drop a bunch of silver bullets all, all over the floor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These did two. Be- think, oh, go ahead. Did you think the wolf looked like an animatronic wolf? Like it was a crazy. <laughs> right? I was kind of torn because I enjoyed the way the wolf looked because it didn't look like no. any werewolf I'd ever seen. Yeah, exactly. Definitely wasn't my teen wolf right. werewolf. And I'm glad yeah. they didn't show it a whole lot because I don't think, yeah. it, I don't think it could move a whole was, lot. No. But the little bits that they showed, I thought it was pretty nice. Um, Yeah, I was, I was not impressed. I almost said that, but I wasn't impressed. No. Uh, I was surprised and I thought it was refreshing. It didn't look like werewolves I've seen. Okay. I'll take it. All right. So this werewolf takes the young man who ran in and tears him in half. Yeah, just rips him right in half, like a piece of paper. Right. Right? Yeah, literally like grabs his head and splits it in half and his whole body comes apart. (laughs) And then the old man does end up shooting the werewolf and then he sits down at the table and dies. No, the werewolf, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't sit at the table and die. He shoots because the kid becomes a werewolf. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about the main werewolf. Oh, oh, oh. The old man shoots him and then the werewolf Mm -hmm. like takes a seat and just kind of like sits back. Yeah, and just is like, I'm over it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But then you see um, the the kid from Twin Peaks begin to turn into a werewolf. Doesn't he say at one point, oh, man, this is going to (laughs) hurt. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh Uh-huh. And it is kind of a cool transformation. Like his forehead bulges. 
and he kind of gets the sweats a lot, obviously. Jamie, I have to tell you, sweat. I have, I've, I don't think we've ever talked about a movie, or I don't think I've ever seen a movie that so clearly depicts how I would make a movie if I was making one. Because, oh, first of all, I'd make a movie in sequence because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And about halfway through, I'd probably lose interest and I'd be out of money. And then I'd just be like, I don't know. Can we have our main characters like wander around the attic for 20 minutes? <laughs> because this movie, the werewolf and the vampire stuff, great. I was sure. really digging it. But then you lose and your the steam after. the whole thing just mm-hmm. like, I don't know if they blew their whole budget there. Like anytime somebody goes into a wax display after that it is very uninteresting no i think we reach our peak with the vampire yes, thing yeah and then we do we kind of go down i mean what is what is the pirate beating her back for what was that all about she's a slut what, first of all that's... <laughs> that's the marquis de Sade, jamie that's not a pirate even though he looked like antonio banderas in the Zorro movies, he's not meant to be a pirate or Zorro. <laughs> but that was really silly. Like that, that whole thing. I was like, this is so lazy and so uninteresting. <laughs> but anyway, we gotta get we gotta get to that point. We're not there, right? Um, we're not there. So the old man loads the gun again because what's his face is being transformed into a werewolf, and in mid-transformation, the old oh. guy shoots him. Cut to Best that way. Back to the museum, and yeah. we see now that the display has a dead werewolf sitting at a table, mm-hmm. and our character, what's his name, sitting slumped in a corner mid transition, but his chest is all like blown out. Mm-hmm. Dead wolf boy. Right. I love how this wax museum appears to just be one giant room, yet the characters can't keep track of one another. No, no, I know. It just seems to be like a big space. But they lose each other. Uh-huh. Well, they lose each other when they walk into the displays. But they, yeah, they can't just see out of the corner of their eye. Oh, China's over there staring no. at the weird display of the man who's fallen down by the steps. Well, he, what was, is that? he was crouching over the steps with his big cape. Like, mm. remember, because she wanted to, she was like, what are you looking at, buddy? She wanted mm-hmm. to see what was going on, what was underneath him. She didn't right. know it would be her. But no. so for something that happens multiple times in this movie is that the chain will just pop off of the display. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> boop, like inviting them in. Right. And mm-hmm. that's what happens mm-hmm. here. She wants to check out this dude in a cape because mm-hmm. he's a super hunk, I guess. Sure. And she crosses over and seems pretty much okay with it. She seems yeah, way she's down more, for this adventure. She is yeah. totally down for it. Until him. she's in the weird like shower room with the guy with his leg getting chewed off by vampires. Then she's like, I don't think I like this. She'll eat, I assume, raw human meat drenched in blood. Not a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, she, yeah, she, she shows up to this, like, she's in this beautiful dress, it's right? like a dinner party. And she shows up to this, like, but this weird dinner party. It's like in this yeah. dungeon-y area, but fancy, I guess. Uh-huh. I don't know. And it's a, I called it a classy supper in my notes. Um, at a, at a medieval dinner table is how I, I wrote it out. Um, but yeah, they, they all are sitting around. It's the man, the, the, the man, the wax, the, the, um figure i guess that she mm-hmm. followed 
And then there's like a like a couple of other couples, like a couple of I don't know if they're yeah. Couples, there's like but... a there's like a guy, and then a, like three ladies, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of the death toll. There's yeah, there's the guy who was in the display. There's another yeah. younger man, maybe, mm-hmm. and then three ladies and some butlers or whatever. Serving yeah, them. yeah, serving them the. Raw meat, which she was like, what did she say? Oh, yeah, I've had steak tartare. And they continue to say steak tartare like five times. <laughs> for a long she says time. it, and then he's like, yes. Also, Dracula whispers everything. He's like, oh my God, he's yes. got the weirdest voice. Steak tartare. It sounds so dubbed, but then I wasn't sure. Do you think that when Tom Cruise did Interview with a Vampire, he took some notes from this guy's performance? Oh, maybe. Did you see yeah. any similarities? Right. At times I did. Oh, sure. Yeah. Tom Cruise was like, talks. just like that guy does not emote, I am not going <laughs> to do so either. Steak tartar. They eat. I love how she eats. It looks. <laughs> It looks like Fancy Feast. Like it looks like dog food or cat yeah. food. Because it's in like a dog dish. I know it's supposed to just mm-hmm. be like a bowl, like a silver mm-hmm. bowl. But it's just chunks of gross meat. And mm-hmm. then she does not want the sauce. And I love how he's like, without the <laughs> sauce, it's nothing. And then they just dump blood on this. And she yeah. gobbles it up, just eats it. Well, she eats it. And then everyone at the table gobbles like 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 they have never eaten before, right? They're all into it. Then, yeah. Then the, the, that, she has to go to her room. Yes. Like Ludwig shows her to her room. Mm-hmm. And she just thinks – she now she's – Realizes she's not hypnotized. She just thinks it's a very intense dream that she's in the midst of. Right. Okay. I can Somehow buy that. I can buy that asleep. over hypnosis. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. And she's got a closet full of dresses. She's excited until um, one of the dinner guests, the vampire's son, I guess, the one dude that was at the table. Yeah. He even says something like, my father wants to keep you all to himself. And right. Rah, rah, rah. Right. And then he tries to mm-hmm. bite her. He gets big giant fangs. Yeah. She now knows, I guess, what's up and runs away. To go find her fiance? Uh, yeah. They at one point say, oh, your fiance will not be joining us for dinner. He's very yeah, busy yeah. or tired or something like that. Yeah, yeah. To which she does not respond. No. I don't have a fiance. Mm-mm, she sits mm-mm. down and eats human flesh. Mm-hmm. She runs away and manages to stumble upon, like, it looks like a bathroom. Like, it's all It looks like a locker room or something. Yeah. This this does not look medieval or of the Renaissance era. It doesn't look like it's in that house. No. (laughs) No. Uh -uh. It looks like a morgue. That's It looks exactly like a modern Uh morgue would look. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. She sees this guy laying on a table. And one of his legs is just, like, cut down to the bone. So, like, at the yeah. knee, it's just bone. And then with, yeah. like, a little foot at the end. <laughs> and he's clearly in some pain because little do we know the vampires are just eating at his – eating him. Yeah, which – They're just coming in and getting snacks off. I have lots of questions because I did not think vampires ate people. <laughs> I thought they just <laughs> drank blood. Like not the one, these. The the guy who's chasing her comes over and like rips a piece off of this guy on the table mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. eats it. So these vampires mm-hmm. eat human beings. Mm-hmm. Okay, why not? Mm-hmm. This why not? guy on the table. What were they eating? Raw meat at dinner? They were no, eating. No, no, I know. Which I wasn't thinking about. Oh, maybe they were parts of his leg. Oh, I'm sure they were. 
Ew. Yeah. But mm. I the guy on the table was also maybe one of my favorite characters too because all he oh, did yeah? was scream. And he was, again, yeah. comic relief because at one point a rat is eating his leg and oh, he's yeah. just yelling. Get it off me! Get it off me! And when the vampire's chasing her, like the vampire dives on the table and dives on his leg and the guy just goes, ah! Uh-huh. He does give her good advice, though. He's the one that tells her right. how to kill like, the vampires. Yeah, like you know? crosses, and you gotta stake Crucifix. them through the heart, or cut mm-hmm. their heads off. Yeah, or cut their He heads knows off. all yeah. of this somehow. Mm-hmm. He's got the 411 on the vampire, right. and how to kill it. He is not able to kill it on account of his bum leg. Plus, he's chained to this table, or strapped to this oh, table yeah, somehow, that's true. too. That's true. Yes. Yeah. But she makes, like, a makeshift, um crucifix with like two knives mm-hmm. and burns this vampire's head until it literally explodes it's pretty yes. intense because yeah it does like a slush the vampire is coming for her and she's screaming and you got this guy with a eaten up leg and she's in this weird like locker room scenario and she does her performance is 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 great all things considered and she's screaming and and but fierce at the same time and yeah, yeah. she makes this crucifix places it on his head and the head explosion is <laughs> it just blows up all over the walls yeah. and everything yeah. and then the guy on the table even says something like watch out for dracula's brides and then on cue the three ladies from dinner comes in mm-hmm. come in and she dispatches of them effortlessly <laughs> like well she's ready now the one that he gets impaled on a bunch of champagne bottles and then the corks pop off yeah that that's a, where are they are they in a wine cellar that looks like a locker room i don't know and i assume vampires are constructed out of tissue paper because if you hit a <laughs> bottle with a cork on it it shouldn't go it doesn't just pop you. out well you're a vampire who knows how old and fragile you really are don't they not age but she kills she kills the three ladies in, in mm-hmm. the midst of all the fighting one of the ladies bites the guy on the table and he becomes a vampire oh, yes. too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she manages to escape but as she's running up the stairs oh no i think she's got it too i'm like she's gonna get yep. away but no but no the vampire lures king her in. vampire king mm-hmm. whisper vampire <laughs> looks at her hypnotizes her she lays down on the steps yeah he lays well she is told never to look directly in their eyes (laughs) yeah she gets a lot of information from that one Mm -hmm. leg man but she didn't she couldn't pay attention to all of it no um and then he bites her and boom that's the display Uh what was the vampire looking over in the display it was her Yep. The uh, the two remaining people, Mark and, and Sarah, they sort of talk for a little while. They're like, where did they go? I don't know. Let's go outside. Let's <laughs> check it out. And the little tiny man, he tells them that their friends left early. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Oh, at this point, Sarah, uh, before this, Sarah is really into the whipping display. Like she oh, is. Oh, yeah. She's just staring at it. Yeah. Totally down for being mm. whipped. And mm-hmm. she almost walks in, but then, like, Mark in- interrupts her, and uh, and then they leave. Yeah. Cut to one of the other great scenes of the movie. The jock, for some reason, is in a payphone and oh. calling China's mom. <laughs> and again, this is at, like, 2 or 3 a.m. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and there's, like, a teenager standing outside this phone booth playing the harmonica. Just what to- is that? <laughs> yeah. 
black sunglasses in the middle of the night playing harmonica. Very random when the jock guy makes his phone call to the house. Yeah, very, very random, right? I thought it was But that that gets him to get lured to the wax party, right? Then he goes to the wax workplace to look for her. He goes to the wax workplace. Suddenly David Warner's there. Mm-hmm. And the jock says stuff about like, oh, Phantom of the Opera, that's a cool movie, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then he makes a comment like, oh, they make everything into a movie. Yeah, David Warner's even like, oh, they made a movie out of this? And he's like, yeah, man, a bunch. <laughs> and then he just shoves him into the display. And we, we don't get to see his adventures in the display, No, right? we don't. We see him at the no. end when he's dead. But yeah. um, no, we don't. And that's what I mean, like. At this point in the movie, if you have decided out of curiosity to watch this movie, once the guy in the dark sunglasses playing a harmonica is gone, just turn it off. You don't Click need off. to yeah. watch anymore. Well, a little bit. You might want to watch right. the man in the motorized scooter zip around. And- um, I might disagree with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can describe that well enough where you don't need to see it. Does Fair he enough. have, like, metallic wings on the back? Yes, he does. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so Mark goes um Mark walks Sarah home to what looks oh, like, yeah. what looks like a hotel, but I guess it's an apartment. <laughs> I guess it's where she lives. It looked yeah. like a rehab center. It did. I like to think that um because she's kind of the same character. Sarah is the character from Valley Girl, and she's now right. graduated high school, and now she's in college. And this is just oh, and now this, this is, is, is kind the of continuation caliber. of her story. All right, all right. And she's like, with that. I don't want this guy to think I live at home with my parents and my weird health right. dad who smokes pot all the time. I'll have him drive <laughs> me to this hotel, I guess, and pretend I live there. <laughs> they almost kiss though when they say goodnight to one another. Yeah, but she pushes him away, mm-hmm. right? Yep. She is not into dudes unless they're whipping her. Yep. She needs a good whipping right. to say. <laughs> and this is when we cut to the maid having trouble handwriting a 60-page oh, report. Oh, now this is, yep. Yeah, uh-huh. Because he put her on it. He's like, I got to go to this wax party. You need to write these 60 pages. And she even says she's done. She's she's written a 60-page report. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Jamie, I have to tell you, uh, based on the first two lines of this report which he reads i want to read the whole report i know me too i'm like 60 pages what more could she say just repeating very 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 bad she got it all out in the first two lines which are yeah i think dictators are the bad people (laughs) they have the shouting voices and the small (laughs) mustaches (laughs) and that is how this report begins (laughs) So the next day, this is where our main character wanders into a cop movie for a few minutes. Oh, yeah. Intense. Yeah. Right. But this cop, there are two cops. There's the main cop that he talks to and then that guy's mm-hmm. partner who wears dark sunglasses and perhaps was playing a harmonica a few scenes earlier. Oh, he might have been. I agree. Might have been. He's like, come on, right. just let me show off my harmonica skills. I'm not just a cop. But Mark, I don't just look good in shape. But Mark is able to convince these cops to go to the wax museum to check it out. Right. And he even says – Something suspicious. That, yeah. Well, something suspicious is going on. His friends have disappeared. Mm-hmm. And there have been an influx of missing people in in the town. Right, right. right. 
Which, so which it's, I it's understand. This cop is frazzled because of this, and maybe he sees, right. okay, there, there might be some connection. Right. But he's very frustrated. Like, why would you ever think to, you know, the two go hand in hand? I do. Oh, I do. You're right. This her. cop is amazing. This cop is just <laughs> a guy who has only seen what cops do on TV shows and movies and is like, yeah, I think so I could do that. I just, just going to yell just a lot, have right? to ratchet everything mm-hmm. up to 11 and just yell and scream and look frustrated just the whole shout time. It. Right. But it's funny because Zach Galligan takes him up and he's like, and now he knocks on the door and he's like, just wait, some creepy tiny dude's going to answer the door. Yeah, but of yeah, course, yeah. it's just David Warner. And he invites Saying, them both hey. in. Yeah. Hey, have a look around. I don't mind. I have nothing yeah. to hide. Nothing's really completed. Mm-hmm. So there's been no show. He claims that maybe these kids broke into his right. wax museum last yes. night. Oh, his, we didn't. Nothing yeah, is completed. We didn't so. have an opening. We didn't have anything. Yeah. The only way people could get mm-hmm. in is if they broke in. Yeah. Right. Right. And you're right. This cop's um, really into Egyptian mythology for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And cigarettes. He's another smoker. As soon as he gets in the wax Mm -hmm. museum, he lights a cigarette. Well, David Warner, remember, he takes the cigarette out of his mouth. He puts it out. He puts it out on the Uh palm of his own hand Mm -hmm. and then gives it back to him. Because I was like, I don't think you can smoke in a wax museum. Like, you can't can't even get hit near those things. That's what I would imagine, right? And with all that werewolf straw laying around, this place could go up. Yeah, you don't want to have, well, and it. It does, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, the the detective does get a hint while he's walking around. He sees some of the faces of the missing people. Right. He thinks he does. He thinks in yes. in these wax figures, he's seeing some of the missing people that um, from the town, from the posters, yeah. the missing people's posters that he had in his desk. Um, kind of but he's not that interested nick he's like hey ancient egypt i love it yeah and david warner almost pushes him in right but then all right i don't see anything wrong here thank you for your time whatever right i'm a cop i really gotta go right it's almost like he doesn't want to admit that it could be this yeah right right but in the meantime mark runs around his nazi class yelling and screaming that he's sick Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and in doing so, he's able to, to drag Sarah, Sarah out, out of yeah. the class. Mm-hmm. And they walk down a high school hallway. Like, I thought they were in college. Well, they walked down a hallway. There's lockers everywhere. Yeah. 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 That's what I can't decide if they're high schoolers or college kids. They're so old to be in high school. I know. But there are some aspects of it that seem like even when they're hanging out at the bleachers. Yeah, that is weird. That is weird. When you're. You know, but know. they're in, then they're in like a lecture hall for their right. Nazi class, right? Yes, and his mom literally says college. Oh, so at the well beginning, done. I think they're in college, but they couldn't. They could only film in a high school hallway. <laughs> like that's all they had. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Just that high school. It's in you know, like it's in Buffy, and it's in like whatever the, the, the nine hundred two one zero high school. You know, like that outdoor yeah, high yeah. school. Like that's probably what they had access to, and that was it. <laughs> and- that's just where they went. So, but once he gets her from class, this is when they go up into the oh attic, right? God, they just wander <laughs> through this attic forever. Well, he's giving her a little pass. We find out about Mark's grandfather. Well, please explain this because I didn't pay attention during this or when they go to see the crazy man in the wheelchair. I don't know. The uh, I don't know. I could. I was hoping no, you did. Nope. 
Nope, they, not at all. Well, they, he mm-hmm. looks around through, like, trunks, like, looking for clues about... The grandfather's relationship with the waxman. No, well, I re- no, I do remember. So he, when he goes back to the house, um, Mark goes back to the house with the detective, and that's when, for the first time, Max gets to meet um, the waxman. And the waxman looks vaguely familiar to him, and it's because he thinks he's seen him in an old newspaper clipping or a picture um, about his grandfather. And his grandfather, I wish I knew what he was uh, kind of known for. He was, maybe he collected, I think, because obviously his grandfather was the died. His grandfather, earlier in the beginning of the movie, in the, um, in the, with the head into the fireplace, the, um, the grandfather, I guess, collect had this collection of sorts. Those like jewels or, or whatever, those medallions and pendants that that guy stole. Oh, and the about? grandfather used to also do research, <laughs> right, of some kind. I don't know. I couldn't. Oh, he was interested. I wouldn't say research. They were all interested in this sort of whatever it is. Listen, it, it's, it's a bunch of exposition. It's a bunch of backstory dumped in that basically somehow ties Mark to this wax museum. Mm-hmm. That, that's basically all this comes to. Right. But the best part about being in the attic is that Sarah finds a book of the Marquis de Sade's writings and she ah. reads it and gets all hot and heavy. Like she is sweat, like visibly sweaty. <laughs> so the, the turned on from this book is glowing writing. while she reads it though. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense, but yeah, you're right. It is. <laughs> it is. Did I ever tell you about, um, and the Marquis de Sade makes me think of it because when I look at that word, I always think of Sade, you know, the singer. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> there was this guy, my old boss at a, at a past job. In his office, he had a framed picture of Sade, like, on a oh. little table. And okay. it wasn't even like it was signed. It didn't, like, say, keep it real, smooth operator or anything like that like it literally looked like a picture he cut out of a magazine like it was and then put in a frame it was really strange respect that because the first time i saw it i looked and i was like wow his wife is super gorgeous and i went nope (laughs) that's a professional singer in an eight by ten frame (laughs) he's a fan you can't help it i guess yeah all right that's a weird little Right. Side story. Anyway. That was nice. Um, so at the at the same time that they're in the attic rooting around, the cop does... Return. That's right. He breaks in. He goes in like the back entrance to this wax museum. Mm-hmm. And he does... He, he goes up to China. He sees China. Mm-hmm. And he cuts her face, which is made of wax, seemingly. Mm-hmm. But inside it's all like flesh and... Yeah, grossness, weird. yeah. And he even mm-hmm. puts it in a little bag, like, I'll save this for later. But then he has to touch it with his fingers, remember? He's trying not to because it's evidence, but it's Which not a great comes detective. to nothing because then he can't not walk into the Egyptian display. Like He, he just loves it so much. He's got to go into ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm, hmm And he's killed by a he- mummy. <laughs> <laughs> well... He comes in as Nigel, right? They're like, right. Nigel, there's a woman there who is his 
lady, I guess. There's an old man trying to open this tomb. He doesn't question. The old man is like, Nigel, help me push open well, this, this is tomb. This fantasy. Unlike the other people, he is living out his fantasy, I guess. Yeah, this right is now. everything he's, yeah. He wants to be this little Indiana Jones kind of guy. Yeah. So he pushes it open. They find a note on this mummy saying that the curse has now been, you know, there's a curse for the mummy. And, right. And whoever disturbs his tomb will have a, a horrible death. Yes. So they're screwed. There's no way out. Right. Doors are locked. The mummy tosses. <laughs> what does he do? The woman. Well, the mummy, the mummy kills the old man first. The old man stabs the mummy like with a big spear. But then the mummy picks the guy up and smushes him right onto the yeah. spear. Doesn't the mummy step on somebody's head too and just squish the head? Yeah, because there's like a native Egyptian there who's like praying yeah. and he bows mm-hmm. to the mummy and then the mummy crushes his head with his foot. Yeah. And then he picks up – the mummy picks up the woman, throws her in the tomb yeah. with the – with like a skeleton and a snake. Yeah, it's with the with the mummy, the dead mummy in there, and the snake, a snake, and then throws the detective. Yeah, throws him in, and then puts the lid back on. Yeah, yeah, and then that's that's an excruciating death. That's how they're going down. Yeah. So there goes our detective, right? And immediately after that, his cop partner, cool guy in shades, oh, right, runs yeah. in. Turns a corner and the big tall guy breaks his neck immediately. <laughs> he was an unexpected guest. I don't even know if that guy has a line of dialogue in this movie. He's seen sitting in a car and then oh, yeah. walks in and ha- is killed immediately. Puts on his shades and then, yeah. No, I don't think he does. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. The wax man yells at, berates the big tall yes. man for for doing this right. killing. We don't need him. What he just, you know, It's a waste of a life here. But then the the tall man breaks down, has a little cry fit, and uh, the wax man has to make him feel better. So we go back to the teens who now go to visit with Mark's uncle, and it's more... Who lives in a giant pink house. It's... This is just more exposition dumping. Yeah, so we have a story, yeah. And this guy in a wheelchair then tells them that the plan is to resurrect... 18 of the most evil people who have yeah. ever lived. So yeah. mummies are real. <laughs> Werewolves mm-hmm. are real. The Phantom of the Opera was real. All of this stuff. There's even a plant, like an invasion of the Body Snatchers plant at one point. I guess that's <laughs> real too. <laughs> these are, it's all the bad stuff. These are real all, things yeah. through history. Mm-hmm. That now mm-hmm. if he kills enough people... And makes them part of the Wax Museum. Kind of evil will reign, right? Yes. All mm-hmm. evil will come back, I guess. So the, the what they have to do is burn down right. the, the wax. That's the, the plan. The, that's mm-hmm. the thing we've been... That's the thing I've been thinking since Bobby Briggs dropped the Zippo in a bunch of hay. That's right. The, the guy in the wheelchair, first of all, seems kooky and crazy. And I guess he's yeah. sort of our comic relief. Um, but he's he does have a great yeah. line where he's like, would you like some whiskey? And they both sit down. He goes, or something stronger. And I'm like, what is he talking about? <laughs> acid. He's about to talk about putting acid in their drink. Here's whiskey with a tab of acid in it. <laughs> now sit down and tell me all about your problems. <laughs> so, yeah. So these um, 
Oh, and when Mark and Sarah leave, we see the guy in the wheelchair going to the phone. He's like, all right, it's time to go. It's time to get into action. He activates his militia, yeah. (laughs) The laziest (laughs) militia ever. They are a motley crew. Did you see these extras just wander in with an axe? Like, it, oh, it's one of the laziest action sequences ever. I couldn't tell who were the zombies. Oh, no, 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 no. And who were the, yeah. Nope. And did it matter at the end? Because literally... I think no. at the end, everybody dies. Yeah, I think they all do. Except for that weird crawly hand thing. Right. Or whatever the entire was. house exploded. Um, like, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. shit, all those people died. Just done for. Well, good, evil. Right. It's our heroes that we need to have win, Mark and Sarah. Mark and Sarah break in to burn the place mm-hmm. down. They break in after mm-hmm. hours, and Sarah is so obsessed <laughs> She can't help herself, right? She needs to get into this Marquis de Sade mm-hmm. whipping display. Mm-hmm. So she walks right there. Like, she doesn't even... There's no. no second thought about this. Like, she knows mm-hmm. that she, she's there to burn this place down. And she's like, uh-uh. I got to check this out before yep, I go. Let's get yep. it. I know that I will be killed in here, but I got to get this. Let's yeah, go. I got to feel this vibe. Yep. In the meantime, Mark gets pushed in to a display by the tall man, right? Yes. He gets pushed into like a Night of the Living Dead kind of zombie display. Yeah. It's all black and white, yeah. right? His is- it's artistic. I enjoyed that. Like mm-hmm. I enjoyed him running around in black and white, but it was still kind of lazy. It was just. Yeah. It was, it was no Dracula. I, it, that Dracula I thing was great. <laughs> I agree. I do agree with you. Yeah. And it was no becoming a werewolf in a cabin even. No. It, it wasn't even no. that. Yeah. Those were the best. Um, but he realizes, and, and we'll get back to Sarah in a minute because her, her sure. storyline's so great. But Mark, he gets to the end and he like realizes what the edge of this reality oh, yeah. is. You, right. And it's so lame. It's such a lame, like, if I don't believe in this. Nobody can yeah. hurt me. It, uh, it, it's so sad. I don't believe lame. in you. <laughs> you can't get me. Yeah. That's basically what he realizes is, wait, this is all in my mind. Which I don't understand. If the one kid thought he was being hypnotized, he knew it was in his mind. Right. I don't know. Yeah. It was weird. And, and it's very um, timely yeah. because that new It movie is out. And I remember, I didn't see the new oh. one, but I remember the old one. That's kind of how they defeated It in a way. It was like, if we don't think he's real... He can't hurt us. If I right. think my uh, inhaler has battery acid, it'll burn his face. Like, it's all like, oh, if you don't. Mind over. Yes, yeah. mind over matter. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of walks out of that display. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. He just walks through yeah. the threshold and can zap himself out. His his mind is more powerful than the display. Mm-hmm. But let's talk mm-hmm. about Sarah because this oh, was troubling. Yeah. She gets strapped in, yep. right? Yes. Arms kind of up there and spread, just arms. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's being kind of hung in her, or the back of her blouse is opened, mm-hmm. right? To, to expose her bare back. Right. Um, and she is a virgin set to be whipped, right. right? And here's my problem with this. And you can let me know if this was your problem too. Now, first of all, if somebody's mm-hmm. into whipping or whatever, fine. That's their prerogative. I have no sure. problem with that. Hey, no if this is her yeah. thing, go for it. Right. If they weren't calling her 
a whore and a What? Like, it was just, oh, it was so, uh, just over and over and again and again. And then there's other sluts waiting kind of backstage, I guess, for their beating, and they're so mad just that she... Just because she was a virgin. We were all virgins once, the one says, yeah. And I didn't, and he's, she is into it. Like, Oh, she's into it. She's into it, and they are shocked. He makes out with her. Like, the two of them are like, I've never seen anybody survive this long. This is yeah. crazy. And at first, though, you can't see many marks on her back. Did you notice that? Oh, then you do no, see some. But there's none at first. <laughs> She's got a beautiful bare back at first. James, they blew all their money on that animatronic werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even have makeup budget anymore. <laughs> but so well, Mark, in the meantime, he gets out of his display. And, like, all the bad guys are there. The little tiny guy and the, the mm-hmm. giant... And then uh, David Warder's there, and he he runs like past them, like ha 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 ha! Oh, I yeah, figured yeah. out your scheme, and he jumps into Sarah's fantasy, save her, right? And immediately like beats up a guard or whatever. Yeah, takes his musket. Yes, and he walks in and kind of like takes her out of the shackles and stuff. And I love how she runs over to the guy who was whipping her, and she's like, oh yeah, grabs like, his leg, him. like I'm not going anywhere. This is awesome. Yeah, she's so into it. She's looking at, and he, but that's when he starts yelling at her, like, if you want to stay possessed like she's obviously under the spell of the display yeah so she can't see that he's making sense when he says well he we got and i think he convinces her by the uh, by giving the gun basically handing the gun to the marquis de sade saying come on dude shoot me he can't he can't hurt me and once he he shoots and nothing happens Mm -hmm. she is then convinced that i guess this is all phony baloney nonsense Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And convinced to go with him. And Jamie, I do have to say, if they end up together, which, yeah, I mean, there's no, like, final kiss or anything, but maybe they do. Mm. Uh, he now knows what she's into, and I hope he's ready for this. I hope he takes advantage of that. I hope he gets a whip right away. That's right. Yep. I hope he stole it before the whole place burned to the ground. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They, he sort of convinces her, hey, if you don't believe in this, we could just walk right out. Which is great, because... Mm-hmm. They do. They just leave. In the meantime, their stupid friends who we haven't seen oh, since yeah. the start of this movie. No, the beginning, their bleacher buddies come in. Why? They were invited to this thing too? I don't know why they're there. Because weren't they, there was the couple that left and I thought that was them. That's the couple that left. But now they're back and they're like, oh yeah, this isn't so <laughs> scary. Let's check it out. I guess. I. It's well, just for convenience. Well, really... They're back because the wax man does have to have a certain number. He's, he needs two more. He needs two more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these two, Mark and Sarah, did not do what they were supposed to. Yeah, they didn't qualify. Right. They're, yeah. So we need to find somebody in a right. pinch. So these two are thrown in, and now mm-hmm. we don't even need to visit these worlds. There's no sense in no. doing that anymore because mm-hmm. once they're pushed in, the displays change. To show her dead, strapped up as though she was beaten to death. Mm-hmm. And the other guy's like on the ground and a zombie like has his hand in his face or something. I don't know. It's uninteresting because we don't get to see anything. But now, though, is when the wax man can kind of activate yep. his his babies. If yeah, he doesn't will. even like, need to do anything. Like, it activates on its no, own. No, it's just alive. Yeah, the everything is alive. And it's like, finally, now the evil is... 
awake and about to take over at least the waxworks right. place. See how far they can get. But just when everything seems this this party of doom and gloom seems ready to roll, our man and our, our uncle in our electric wheelchair rolls in with his motley crew, right? I love how this is a affluent to say the least, sure. neighborhood. And the mm-hmm. people that bust in this door look like they're on green acres. They have like yeah. torches. They're all dressed in plaid with like yeah, John yeah. Deere hats. <laughs> Where did these people come from? These are the good people here to fight evil. Yeah. That's what they're here for, right? So we see. Oh, even the butler yeah, is there. Exactly. I was going to say, just to, uh, in, in, uh, just to explain who the important people are. It's the crazy uncle in his wheelchair, Mm -hmm. which now, again, has metal wings off the back. Yes. And is decked out. Like, he's got a shield in front of him and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's him and there's... Well, he comes with a sword. Right. He brings Mark's father's sword or grandfather's sword to him. He has a sword. The butler shows up. Yeah. Uh, And then just a bunch of other unnamed people who we've never seen. Now remember, these unnamed people were acted; they were called upon when the when our uncle made that phone call and said, "All right, it's on." And it's just chaos. Now we get we get fifteen minutes of just people punching each other. China comes back to life. Uh, Oh yeah, she tries to lure him. Right. Oh, and these a back gets shot in the head. I have to tell you, Sarah and Mark seem to be really enjoying killing their friends, too. Like, they, after a moment, they did not hesitate and really seemed to be having a good time of it. Sarah feeds the little munchkin man to the plant, doesn't he? She just picks him up and just shoves him in the plant from Little Shop of Horrors, which, again, existed in real life at some point in time. I guess, I guess it's here in this wax museum alive. The waxman's watching. He kind of escapes like, no, I got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. How's that? (laughs) Meow. That's him with his collar like, meow. I'm the waxworth man. I got to go. And I love the scene where the butler is killed and it's supposed to be so sad, like, like oh yeah, string music he starts playing, mm-hmm. and I'm like, are we supposed? I haven't seen this guy since he lit his cigarette at the two minute mark of this movie. Is right. he a tragic hero? Well, he's been with the family a long time. I guess you know? so. Our main villain, the Marquis de Sade, has a sword fight now. Now there's a sword yes. fight with some spicy music. I want to say, right? And you did refer to him as a pirate earlier, and I kind of made did. fun of you, but by God, it looks like a pirate is having a sword fight here. Yeah. The pirate's having a sword fight now with Mark. It is, it's insane. It's I, I do kind of like whoever played the Marquis de Sub is pretty good, other than his Does, costume, because it's fun to watch Mark really try and swing this sword, and he's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's constantly just flipping it out of the way, not really doing much at all. Yeah, yeah. You could tell who, who right. doesn't have the swordsman skills. Just toying with him. The wax guy was about to leave and escape, but then he sees the sword fight happening, and he kind of stops to watch it and take he has place. To check right? This out. Like this is his life's work. He needs to yeah. at least check out what's going to happen. <laughs> now, mind you, this sword fight is now carried over into the wax room or the big vat of wax. Right. Oh, and is. also in the meantime, uh, the place has been set a fire like it is burning oh the battle is on and you know it's, it's fire it's everywhere. heated yeah mm-hmm. 
Yes. And and now on the one balcony of the room or the one Yeah, I guess uh, it's the balcony, sure. But the, well, there's the one where the wax guy is, kind of the ledge or the Yeah, that seems loft. like that seems to be some sort of catwalk or something yeah. above the big vat of wax. But then the uncle comes in in his wheelchair, right? Oh, wait right? a second. Hold on. Oh, well, wait. Sorry. They are having their sword fight, and it looks sure. like Mark is about to be killed. But right. Sarah shows up with a hatchet and just gets Nails that, that guy. Right in the back. Mm-hmm. That guy whose leg she She's was like, hugging. I'll show you who to whip. Yeah, she was just hugging yeah. his leg a few minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. But she kills him. And then David Warner pulls out a gun that looks like a fake gun. Did you see that thing? Yeah. It like looked yeah. like it was spray painted orange or had like mm-hmm. little decals mm-hmm. all over it. It's really if why couldn't it be a real looking gun? So he's about to kill them. Like, no, I'll sh- you've destroyed my wax work. I'll shoot you. Right. But then you're right. A crazy man in a wheelchair busts through the door and is able to kill him. Yeah. And he falls into a vat of wax. He does this all before he's eaten by the animatronic werewolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then burns. Like, the animatronic werewolf eats him and then they're both engulfed in flames. <laughs> It's crazy. For a second, David Warner pops out of the wax like, I'm going to kill you oh, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then he falls in dead. And, and then he's done. Two, right. uh, our two heroes escape this burning house. The burning mm-hmm. is so bad. Did you look at yeah. that house? It's so fake. It looks insanely. It's, it was one of those things where I looked at yeah. it and I went, that looks like CGI, but CGI didn't exist. How did they do that? And how did they make no, it look it so terrible. bad? Like. Yeah, it, it's like a matte painting of fire that moves slightly. It's that comes out of the yep, mm-hmm, out of the windows. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and earlier when he was in the, uh, the zombie movie, there was a severed hand that was like running around, and we see oh, yeah. that and hand at the still... end crawl out of the rubble. Mm-hmm. Oh, the end. Wow, work. we did it. We did it. You covered we it. it. We through. covered Oof, it. Man, I yeah, did not. I was... I didn't know if we could do it, but we did. We did. We did. Uh, Do you want me to go first? What would you think? Yeah. Uh, I'll go first. First of all, Jamie, I know that you you know that I get excited about horror time, scary movie time. And I don't think it's necessarily the movies. Like this is a time that we can get into movies with a low budget. Like I feel like a lot of times we touch on things that are kind of mainstream. And now it's our time to get into things that. You know, like people didn't have a lot of money and I kind of like to see what they can do. Like horror movies are easy to make on a low budget because they have like a built-in audience who will just go see any horror movie out there. Sure. Um, Yeah. So I think I get excited about that more than the movies themselves. Mm. Uh, This is not a good movie. (laughs) Like like I said, I I enjoyed the first 20 minutes, give or take. Um, but then it just felt so lazy and it just dragged when they had to think of some reason why this wax museum existed. Like, just stop. Like, just, I don't, I know they got a little too detailed. Like we just had to be like, it's this lunatic that owns this museum and makes these alternative universes. It didn't have to be. And you're wasting so much time with that, which like, if this is a good idea. All you have to do is do your own werewolf thing, do your own mummy thing, do your mm-hmm. own Dracula thing, do your own any mm-hmm. – like 
everything is there and you just make it your own. Like, it's not a bad idea for a movie. Like, this is a right. cool, like, anthology. Like, if they did this mm-hmm. now, they'd get a different director to direct each, like, wax sure. setting. But this just, ah, oh, about at the halfway point, I was just so bored. I was like, can we just end this? Because <laughs> nothing worthwhile is happening. Yeah, I did not. I did not enjoy this movie. No. Oh, I I have to say I had more fun with it than I thought I would. I think I was more entertained by it than I had expected to be. Um, especially like you said in those beginning scenes, like I was like, wow, this is not my kind of movie, but this is intense. Mm-hmm. And when she's eating the guts and and even the she's the eating goofiness the guts. Of, Who's eating? Well, guts? when she's eating the the the, the, oh, the oh, yeah. she, the whole vampire scene, yeah. But then, yeah, it does take kind of a a stale turn, I guess. I mean, I still throughout thought it was entertaining, like that they had this uncle in the wheelchair that they <laughs> helped them and this whole cop bit. But I didn't – I wouldn't watch it again. I wouldn't yeah. necessarily recommend it. But if you had to watch it, I – If you had to watch it for a podcast, you could watch yeah. worse movies. And some of the people in this movie were in worse movies. Well, and that's the weird thing. I guess it's a pretty decent cast for the time. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And and Mm -hmm. I don't don't know that they were given enough to do. Yeah. You know, again, other than the people that were killed early. Our good buddy from Blame It on Rio, Michelle Johnson, was great. She killed it in this movie. And yeah. I am so surprised based on her performance four years earlier. Right? She's really coming And too. she didn't take her clothes off at all in this, which also no, surprised no. me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, Jamie, what would you recommend, uh, maybe in your opinion, after watching Waxwork? Oh, well, I think I think based on – well, first of all, based on the fact that the, in this movie they go into these alternate universes and they cross over this zzz when they do – and I think also based on the fact that we're in the Halloween month and the end of the month, the new uh, the new uh, Stranger Things comes okay. out. Um, I'm going to recommend tr- Stranger Things. Oh, I think people should watch Stranger Things. Yeah, if you haven't watched it, you should. And if not, I'm just here to remind you that it uh, the new season. Comes I out almost feel like I should rewatch the first season too. I think that's a fun because choice. I don't remember a lot. <laughs> That's bad. It's only been like a year, but I'm like, I don't know. I think there was a girl with a really short haircut and <laughs> waffles or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah, there were. <laughs> My recommendation is a movie. You could recommend any. Like I could pull any old horror movie out because it had something to do sure. with this. Um, but I'm going to pull out my favorite old horror movie. And oh. when I was thinking about this, I think probably over the past, over the past 10 years or so. I've watched this every year and it's not a conscious decision. It's not like, oh, it's Halloween. I better watch this. But the original 1932 Mummy, I love that movie. I love it so much. It's my favorite of the old monster movies. Okay. That's awesome. He's the most sympathetic of the monsters. I always feel bad for him. And every – like most of those monster movies are just like romances. But this is the most romance-y of them. And Aww. I really enjoy it. Uh, the makeup is amazing. And I like 
I know it's just a shitty soundstage, but the exotic locations of Egypt. Oh, like, I'm practically okay. the cop in this movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. So that is my recommendation. Excellent. And it's on, like, it's on Turner Classic Movies every year. And that's how I find it. Like, I'll just flip it on and I Aww. will watch it start to finish. And I can't, like... I watched Frankenstein once, and I was like, okay, that was really good. I never have to watch that movie again. Never. I'll watch this, this is, every year. It's like comfort food to you. <laughs> yes, I love that. it really is. Nice. Good recommendation. Very nice. All right. Here we go, Jamie. You oh, get to pick, pick again. Again. This is such pressure. This is pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Uh, I do. Can I just say one thing before we start? If the person who suggested Waxwork is listening... Please come out of the woodwork because nobody has come stepped out of the up. Come Yep, come out. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> nobody has claimed it and I have something to send to the listener who mm-hmm. suggested this. If nobody steps up, we'll have to have some sort of competition or whatever and okay. just kind of like give it to somebody else. Anyway, you seem eager to tell me something. No, I'm not eager at all. I am I was... very excited that you're using the pen from the Mexican restaurant. I am. It's a all fabulous right. pen. So, Jamie, I have removed right. Waxwork, the one instance of it on this entire list, off of right. the list. And uh, I, you are choosing a number between 1 and 121. Hold on. Oh, my God. <laughs> What are you doing? You 34. Can't, you can't 34. see what I have. 34 is another movie. I'm not sure if this is on here more than once. It is called The Fun House. <laughs> okay. So it again is not Nightmare on Elm Street. It is not The Monster Squad. It is The Fun House. My husband is going to kick me out of my fun house if we don't do the Monster Squad soon. I'm just going to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I I put it on here. It's in this list at least six times. Is it 35 or 33 by chance? Nope. No. Dang. The the closest it is is 43. Oh, transpose those numbers and you would have gotten it. Oh, dang. Yes. But anyway, uh, so we will talk about the Funhouse uh, two weeks right. from today, and it's All our right. last horror episode. Like, yeah, I can't. I mean, we're recording this on like year. the fourth of October, yeah. and I feel like it's already behind us. We already did House on Sorority Row. We just sure. wrapped up at Waxwork, and mm-hmm. we're almost done, guys. It is. This time of year goes too fast. It does. It really does. Yeah. Oh, so don't forget, if you do want to listen to House on Sorority Row, we have a Patreon oh, yeah. page. It you is Patreon. Patreon.com slash Good Times Great Movies. Go there. Check it You'll out. You'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, before we go, very quickly, um, mm-hmm. I, I thought about doing something else, and we'll see yeah. if this works. I reached out to other people that do podcasts and just mm-hmm. asked them to submit a story or an okay. experience that they had with a film from the 80s. Okay. And I thought maybe in our off weeks, I would just put these out there. Just, I like they're it. They're like two minutes, five minutes. I've only gotten a handful so far, so if nobody does it, I'm not going to continue with this. But sure, sure. Starting next week, it'll just be a little thing that I pops like up. I like that. One and done. 
And that's that. Just to give you I guys like more it. content. And fun. The Fun House. I don't know that I've seen it. I've, I have no no idea. None. Jamie, this list is great because for our bonus episodes, like, I know we're trying to do movies we haven't seen. And there's a lot of horror movies that I've seen. So based on this list, I'm just going to cut together a list and just save it so that we, okay. can, we can then choose from horror movies that we have not seen then. Perfect. Perfect. We've got a plethora of horror movies now. Everybody, we will see you in two weeks. So in the meantime, watch The Fun House. So much fun, I guess. Scary fun. It's a house mm. that's a lot of laughs. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Good night or good day or. Yep. <laughs> wax Australian on. Wax, wax off. <laughs> Man, the wax puns. How come we didn't make more throughout this episode? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun.